two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Most impressive. A big thank you to Anne Superiority Complex for providing our theme song. It is January 23rd, 2019. My name is Zach Weber, and joining me is Zanger. God dang it, why can't we just have a Star Wars game? The title of this week's episode is Cancelled Star Wars Games in honor of EA canceling another Star Wars game they've spent years working on. I, I just, I don't get it. What did we do wrong? <laughs> I, I really, it's funny, like, I'm not a huge gamer, so I hear these things, it's like, whatever. But it seems that people are very angry, and as time goes on, it's coming across that EA is almost incompetent in their handling of Star Wars. Like, negligently. Like, it, it should be pointed out that it's, like... Social services should come and like take that that <laughs> that property away because they're abusing it. Well, for those of you who might not know, what Zenger and I are referencing so far is that uh, EA has canceled another Star Wars game. Uh, it's kind of hard to keep track of all Hold these wait, games. Wait, uh, allow me to point out that uh, you said another, not just a <laughs> Star Wars game, another. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that's interesting about this is that if you aren't like tuned in to the Star Wars gaming side of things, you kind of lose track because when I heard this a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, the one from like 2017. And then I realized, oh crap, we actually recorded something about that in 2017. And I had to realize, yeah. okay, there's more to it than just that because at this point, Sanger, there's only like what? Two Star Wars games in development that we know of? Uh, I'm going to double check that real quick because I did not have that information in front of me, but I will double check real quick. And I, I, I don't want to look up too much because, I mean, it's going to get canceled. So what's the point? Don't want to get too excited. The first game that was, or I guess the, the most notable game that was canceled in recent memory was the Ragtag game where you're going to have a, a bunch of just like uh, misfits like think of it's basically star wars rebels but instead of them working for the rebellion they were just kind of like a group of bounty hunters working together and that's there's only i think one piece of footage we've seen from that game officially i don't know if anything's leaked in the last few months years but it was the shot of like the guy walking outside of like the cantina on Mos Eisley, mm -hmm. and he looks up and there's a star destroyer in atmosphere yeah with three like TIE fighters like flying over, and there's like, a couple like red imperial banners like on the uh, architecture of Tatooine, and that's all we know of Operation Ragtag. I think that was the name of the game. I don't know if the Operation part was actually a title or just a, the the. According to Forbes, by the way, Rogue One's writer says EA has catastrophically mismanaged Star Wars games. Yeah, I saw that story, and I thought that was... Uh, Sorry, I, I, I had the image of them sitting out there with the Star Destroyer and everything, and as I'm trying to 
research this. It's just <laughs> disheartening. Very. That's the thing with this is that obviously we're not just going to talk about what EA's uh, perpetual fumbling of the Star Wars license. It's we're going to get beyond that and talk about other Star Wars canceled games. But this is one of those instances where it's it's odd because video games are a very different like sector of the entertainment industry where like whether it be like music or movies like you've never heard of a movie being like three quarters of the way through filming they just cancel it or like you have a musician like write or like be working on three quarters of an album and that's the end of it usually something like that either gets it's because of lawsuits you know how many many star wars games well i mean we'll talk about it but how many star wars games got disturbingly close to being released it's it's a very disturbing number well, it's weird. There's an odd pattern here, and, and Zinger, considering you're the gamer uh, amongst the two of us, is this normal in the gaming industry for a game for games to get so close to being released and getting the axe? You mean ones that don't have Star Wars somewhere <laughs> in the title? Yes. Not normally, no. I mean, if it's put far enough, someone will pick it up and kind of run with it from there. But yeah, it's kind. Of- that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from what, again, my my little understanding of video games I have. Last year, it was the the Operation Ragtag that got canceled, and we had, I don't know, who's oh, the one from, from Naughty crap. Dog? I just realized that Fallen Order is being done by EA. Well, that's canceled. No, that has to that has to come out by the end of the year. They're not gonna they're not gonna cancel a game within like like a few months. That and they've also well, the weird thing about that game is that we don't know a lot about it. For a game that comes out at the end of the year, we there's a shocking little amount of evidence uh, pointing to what that game's even gonna be about beyond just oh, uh, Jedi uh, being hunted by Inquisitors. By the way, I got the I got the list of um a few canceled games. A few uh, singer. Like, singer, what what abridged list are you looking at? Oh no, I'm 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 just I just just wanted to have a hand of stuff. But yeah, I mean there's the respawn one that I think still being worked on. Yeah. yeah, that's I the hope. the fallen order. Uh, yeah, I, and then there's I think there's one more. Supposedly there's some Knights of the Old Republic thing in development too, but Well, I well, because isn't Bioware still working on that game from like two thousand eleven? The, the MMORPG? The, the, I think uh, it's so active. That's like, what I mean. You, I, I think I think they're still pouring money into that. I, I don't think they're pouring as much as they used to, but... No, for, for a game that's almost eight years old. Is Star Wars... Is it Galaxies? Uh, no, uh, uh, I think it's The Old Republic. Yeah. Is Star Wars The Old Republic dead? Was that the first re- search result? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So I clicked on it. It's as big as it was at launch, but it obviously means the game is dead or dying. Fees, etc. No. Oh, this is from last. This was from like two years ago. That that, that that's not promising. It's free to play, but it's not free to play. This is from 2012. I'm assuming it is. Yeah, I think it's still around. They're still doing stuff with it, but like we said, they're not really. Uh... There really isn't any sort Definitely of Definitely uh, not a lot money. of people playing it, probably. Did you ever play that game, Zinger? I did, actually. Thoughts? I actually did. Um, there was a time and place for me for MMORPGs. Mm-hmm. And I was on the waning end of it when I played it. So. Ah, uh, okay. 
Not, I mean, Ellie played it a lot. We have this statue and like a ton of stuff from like a collector's edition somewhere in the house. Because that was what Darth Malgus. That was he was the yeah. big yeah. Uh, well, the best thing plus about all those the cutscenes for those were amazing. Oh God, that was the bread and butter. Uh, during the dark age of Star Wars of the late 2000s, early 2010s for those cutscenes. Those cutscenes are a work of art. They're so good. They're so cool. And then also showing that Star Wars technology has not changed in year in centuries, actually. I can say that. Well, the weird thing about those cinematic trailers was that like there's one part where um well when they were I remember when they would release those. I think they, it's weird. They released them in they didn't release them in chronological order and how the game unfolded. They released them in like weird I like batches. Loved that. Oh I well, loved I loved that a lot. Well, it took me a while to figure out like what time period because Darth first... Malgus was all you had to pay attention to to understand like when it was like how damaged is he. But I really wasn't paying attention to Star Wars in that time period, so I really had no idea what was going on with that. Because I know the first trailer was the one where he uh, crash lands his ship onto uh, the Jedi Temple, mm-hmm. and, and then the second one, it's the 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 attack on Alderaan, yeah. right? And then the third one is there. Oh God! Uh, Are you doing uh, them in what the order they released in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I was like, that's not the order of events, but no, I know that. That's but that's why I meant though, and that's how the only way you can tell the chronological order if you didn't play the game was through, like you said, Malgus's appearance. Yeah. Oh no, those are those were. Uh, uh, I guess I, I absolutely love those. Like, like the first one was like okay. I'm like, eh, like I get it. It's like I, I knew. I, I thought it was a little goofy having like 800 red lightsabers against a bunch of Jedi. I'm like, oh, that's. It's like that stupid like thing that would float around like in the mid to late 2000s of like someone just animating a bunch of just like characters holding lightsabers, just like wha- like wagging them at each other. And I'm like, eh. But it was that second Alderaan one that just was genuinely mind-blowing. It was like this, because again, this is before Disney, this is before the sequel trilogy, and it's like, wow. It's like the idea of having, like, clone troopers that aren't, they look like clone troopers, but they're not. Mm-hmm. And you have uh, this woman with a double-bladed lightsaber. And well, it looks like some, it's made out of a tree. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And she's able to stop a lightsaber with her palm. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing how that was okay, but Luke Skywalker force projecting in the last Jedi. Blasphemy! Okay. Get rid of it. Exactly. Okay, everybody, did we tie up Ryan Johnson yet? Yet we need to start burning him at the stake. And then the third one was even—I I was shocked even how more mind blowing that one was because that's—that's that's the weird thing about again not to get into the, the, what Disney's well, doing with Star Wars. One. There's the one where they're on the space station, and they that's, have. The... That's what I mean. That's the third oh. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was getting them out of order. My bad. No, 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 but please go ahead, because that's that's the kind of, like, like when I thought of, like, Disney doing Star Wars, you know, I'm thinking, like, late 2012. Start screaming and running away, <laughs> yelling for help and anyone to save it. No, no, but I guess the sad thing is that everybody forgets that, like, I guess everybody has short attention spans. That, like, six years ago, Disney was being cheered as, like, the saviors of Star Wars. Like, I have an Entertainment Weekly from, like, the week after the sale was announced. And you should see all the, the neck beard gloating about how this is going to be the greatest thing that ever happens to Star Wars. Like, that's it. That, You'll that's see. It. You'll see. And we that, saw... That, Another reason why I hate the Star Wars fan base. I think I, I think 
I'm not sure if I ever mentioned on here, but like Star Wars May the Fourth Day might be my least favorite day of the year. Um, I actually put in a request for that day off at work. Oh my god! Um, not actually <laughs> for Star Wars related reasons, for nerdier related reasons. I know, right? I want everybody to know that Zenger couldn't record last week because what was my reasoning last week? It rhymes with a schmagen ball. Oh yeah, I went to go see the Dragon Ball movie. That honestly it's might so be so good. That was honestly the like if somebody asked me write down the nerdiest reason someone couldn't record a Star Wars podcast, I couldn't have thought of a nerdier reason than that. That theater was packed. Like a lot, it, a lot of Star Wars podcasts didn't get recorded last week. <laughs> it was so many people in that theater. Oh man, it was so much fun. I cheered, I clapped, I felt emotions. You felt emotions? I felt the emotions. I don't know anything about Dragon Ball Z or else I'd make some joke about a character force projecting themselves at the end. Oh, man. No, man. That, I, I, I know this doesn't make any sense, but I'm just going to say it. There, there's a point at the end, spoiler alert, so skip like 10 seconds ahead, where they like break reality. Their fight is so intense. Like, no joke. They're like in this technical or dream world at one point, and they're like, what the heck? And then they go back to reality afterwards. Ah, Dragon Ball. <laughs> 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 that's another thing kind of like po- I, I never i kind of understand why pokemon still exists because like they just keep selling merchandise and pikachu's kind of like a mickey mouse spongebob character where like you cannot wring enough money out of that character design but like i've never understood the sustained appeal of dragon ball never uh, understood I, it I, I could go on for a while but i will refrain because i feel like i'll just be talking to a wall <laughs> at that point because it's like i'll be explaining all these epically good points and making all these you know great obvious things and you'll just be sitting there going uh-huh as my eyes glaze over so so explain to me again why gohan is the strongest character but no one will give him the time of day oh but zach we got to go way further back <laughs> and then his eyes glaze over again I know there's a character named Goku, and I think that's the that's the the extent of my knowledge. Congratulations! Is Goku still a character? Goku is still a character. Okay, cool. All right. I, I will refrain from any other statements. <laughs> I wanted to start talking, but I'm like, no, don't. This isn't a Dragon Ball Z podcast. But for more on that, go listen to last week's episode of Zing. There or two weeks ago episode. Probably two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, wh- whatever. It, it's the Dragon Ball Z episode. It's episode number one hundred thirty-one. All right, or folks. Uh, to one hundred thirty-two, where I get to talk about the Transformer movie. I was waiting for that. There it is. Actually, uh, if we get an episode nine title, it might be three weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, the possibilities are endless, but no, I'm I'm just um I can't remember the point I was making at this. Dragon talking- Ball, Star Wars, Old Republic, canceled video games. <laughs> okay, yeah, there we go. Um, did you ever see the trailers for like the expansions they did for the game where it had like the two sons or yeah. two clones? Those were yeah. cool too. Like everything like about that game was cool, and then you played it, and you're like, this is nothing like what the trailers indicated. Yeah, that that was always kind of like at that point I kind of knew better when it came to like video game marketing. I, that's when I finally learned the phrase in-game like engine being used. That, that's like when I really learned the meaning of that. 
no, those trailers were good. Like, I, like the, the the Suns ones, nah, you could keep those. I wasn't too impressed with those. But I can still remember back in two thousand when Star Wars. But he let his mess- anger control him. Who? He, he let his anger get the better of him. The one son, and then he oh. killed his brother. The only thing dear to him. Even Star Wars isn't beyond copying biblical references. Anyway, though, but yeah, I can still remember back like when the Phantom Menace 3D came out, and I was there at midnight for it because um, I was the coolest kid in college ever. And I remember like showing my friend in the theater the Old Republic like cinematic trailers. I'm like, this is gonna be, this is the future of Star Wars. And little did did we know, eight months later, uh, Disney would be the future of Star Wars. The more you think about it, like 2000, like Subtly the nerdiest episode of our Star Wars podcast. The more I think about 2011, 2012, was such a weird, like, like calm before the storm for Star Wars. Like We all thought the world was going to end because of the Mayans. So we just went all out. And then now we have to live with those consequences. <laughs> if only the world would have ended. So it solved so many problems. <laughs> Star Wars related ones. <laughs> oh, maybe some more, too. Just maybe. <laughs> Clean this, swipe the board clean. Uh, but uh, anyway, though, canceled video games. Uh, EA, EA's fumbling the ball. Uh, one thing I want to bring up to Zanger because he is, like I've said before, the gamer. In my research for this Zanger, I've seen some stuff about the first uh, EA Star Wars Battlefront game, the one that came out in 2015. I don't think we ever talked about it on here, though, but what did you think of that game? That is a good question. <laughs> they dropped the ball. I don't even think they had the ball to drop it. Really? I I mean, yes, the Jakku map is amazing. It is everything I could ever hope for in a in a um satisfying my weird thing about star destroyers and atmosphere <laughs> and just space battles that are somehow actually up in the air. Even though Battlefront 2 anyways, there was microtrans. It, it was basically here's everything not to do when you're handling a franchise, and they did all that in the first one. Yeah, they did a lot of really. They didn't have any microtransactions in the first one, did they? No, it was just it wasn't microtransactions in that sense. It was more of like you got basically nothing buying the game. You had to get oh. all the other expansions and stuff to truly get the game. By the time that was all said and done. You were kind of sitting there with like no one playing it anymore. Really? Because I I played that game almost all the way up till uh, Battlefront Two, twenty seventeen. I mean, people still played. I'm not saying one hundred percent like nobody did, but the but the like player base of it dropped off the map very quickly. Yeah, I never because as I was like again, preparing for this episode, I saw a lot of people attacking that first game, and. I never I just understood get why. Behind trying to get into it, like I actually bought it twice, and then returned it. Like bought it, had in the shrink wrap. Was gonna. I was like, I'm gonna definitely play this. And like a week went by, realized I'm like, oh crap, I haven't even put this in yet. And I'm like, what's the point? I'm like, no one I know is playing. I'm like, whatever, I'll return it. And then I did get the second one though. Yes, because we reviewed and the, it. And the only reason I don't have the first one anymore. Or would one go out and buy it? Is because it takes up like I think like a hundred gigs. It's some oh, astronomical it? amount because you have to download all the updates. Because if you get the one that has all the extra content, which is I think the only one you can get now unless you buy used, you have to download all the extra content, and that takes up a lot of space because it's a ton of just maps and stuff. 
Because mm. I remember when that first game came out, I was I, again I was excited for it. It's the reason why I bought an Xbox One. I I thoroughly loved it. I didn't get any of the DLC until after Rogue One came out in the theaters, and I got it for like fifteen bucks for everything. They did put those on sale on a very frequent basis, though, too. So I'm not gonna like be too harsh on them with that because it's like they did constantly put them on sale, so it wasn't something you were just sitting there with an un- unobtainable thing. But at the same time, it it was just like they had to put it on sale to try to get somebody to buy it. Oh, yeah, get over there. But I, I, I don't know. I for the first full year of that game, all I did was play, play it. Basically, that was like my my go to game, and I never had any problems with it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the bar is very low for me in video games. Like, I only buy like two games a year, so it's like as long as I'm thoroughly entertained, it's like okay, it's like whatever. Uh, but I, I've seen a lot of people just like crapping on it. Because I know that the major complaint when it first came out was the lack of campaign. And yeah. don't get me wrong, that was missed. But it wasn't like, like, I don't know, at that point, like in 2015, uh, multiplayer, like, it's like solely multiplayer games weren't that like a novel idea. Like Titanfall was that, and that was a popular game. Mm-hmm. I, and then it came I, out the second one, which was amazing. And I still play that constantly to this day. Yeah, I, I got it's I remember when the beta for that came out with Battlefield One. Because I love the first Titanfall. And I remember playing the beta and the beta was like a mess for Titanfall too. It was just it was just like things didn't make it sense. It got there. It got there eventually, people. Everyone calm down. Well, I I like because that was because I was planning on buying that in the fall of 2016, and I found Battlefield One, and I was just like, I've never been so frustrated playing a game before as I was playing Battlefield One, and but it was like for the weirdest reasons. I was like, I was frustrated yet somehow enjoying it. Like all this weird, historical like, inaccuracy angers me. Well, that no, it was the historical accuracy that was bothering me because I'm like, this is not a video game. This is a World War One simulator. I'm like, why on earth are they making this? And I found it such a unique, just like concept. I'm like, I have to buy this over Titanfall, and uh, I still play Battlefield One to this day. We're I, not I, sponsored I, by EA, by the way, because I noticed we are talking about a lot of EA stuff. I'm pretty sure the only games I've bought in the last like four years have been EA games. Like I bought Battlefront 2015. Battlefield 1, uh, Battlefront 2, I bought Battlefield 5 and returned it because I heard like like how the game is broken and how all they did was like take historical events and like make them woke. And I'm like, I, I, I have Battlefield 1 still. Why am I going to spend 30 bucks for a broken game? So I just returned that, much like Zenger did with his uh, Star Wars Battlefront. And yeah, so I, I buy a lot. I, 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 don't play, I don't buy any of the EA sports games, but I... Uh, yeah, I, 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 for what EA has given me, like I don't buy DLC. I guess I should say that, and it goes back to even to like with the Star Wars Battlefront Two like E3 announcement back in like 2017, where you had like uh, uh, EA guy McFace is like no more paid DLC, and you have like all these like stupid gamers like on the blogs being like like, like furiously, furiously typing like, oh, stop man, typing this- so much. I mean, like, furiously. Like, imagine somebody, like, like punching the keyboard with their fist trying to, like, write an article. And they're like, oh, EA's changed the game. No more uh, DLC. And I'm like, or, or paid DLC. And I'm like, folks, if, if the DLC isn't, like, going to cost money, 
This is EA. They're going to find a way to get money out of you. So when the microtransactions, like uh, microtransactions things came out, the loot boxes, I'm like, folks, you knew this was coming. Why are you getting upset? They, they have to make money some way or they're going to do it. And so I never understood like the huge blow up from like that whole thing that went on. And then they, never mind, they fixed it. Like they, that never happened. Yet people still, attack. I'll still see on like web forums of people who've never played the game be like, oh, they ruined Battlefront 2 by the, the microtransaction system. I'm like, no, it never went into effect. So you're attacking a game for something that it never did. Like the beta might have done that. Or the um, the very like like the the review copies that certain people have got may have done that, but they completely took that out before it hit major release. But again, people on the internet are stupid, and that could be its own podcast. Take that, internet. Yeah, I, I, game game. No offense to any hardcore gamers we have in our audience, though. But I cannot, I can't understand you. I really just, I don't understand gaming culture. To each his own, but it's just I, something I, that's beyond I my grasp. I exist in gaming culture, and I don't understand it half the time. So, <laughs> All right, I don't feel that bad then. Uh, but no, going back to EA and cancel games, EA's MO is canceling games. I think even beyond Star Wars, Zinger would agree with me there. For um, tonight's discussion, we're going to be going through a few canceled games. Uh, there's a YouTube video that I uh, sent Zenger that will be the uh, kind of the focal point of this discussion is called a history of canceled games it's from the account called gamers but with instead of an a it's with the letter v uh, i'll link to it in the show notes check out that video it is very informative and enlightening when it comes to canceled star wars projects or star wars video game projects so zenger did you watch this video when i sent it to you um sure <laughs> All right. So Zenger, out of all the canceled Star Wars video games, is there any one that really uh, that really sticks out to you, or do you want me to kind of go through these in chronological do you, order? Do you want do you want me to just to scream out um thirteen thirteen and then angrily shake my fist at the in the air? Is that <laughs> old what I'm man supposed yells to do? <laughs> yes, yes. Old man yells a canceled video game. This is the thing with okay. I guess we're not going to go in chronological order with this. I another thing I remember when thirteen thirteen was announced? Question mark. I remember everybody is going words like people used once. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I remember when that was announced. I could not figure out like the the hoopla around it. It was like people were like, "Oh my god, this is mind blowing," and I'm like, "It's Star Wars Gears of War. Get over it." And I don't get this thing being like the holy grail of canceled Star Wars projects. I, I don't agree that it is. I just know that that's one like that. If you have to be angry about Star Wars games getting canceled, that's one that has to be mentioned. Otherwise, you're like nerd cred is not high enough or something. Well, I, I like this is the thing that kind of fascinates me when it comes to like canceled projects is that there is this thing of like uh, something being within grasp yet unobtainable. And I think that sort of mystique definitely helps 1313's lore or its lore within Star Wars where it's like, oh man, what, what could have been? And I look at it and it really was just, it was third person, was it called a cover-based mechanics? Mm -hmm. Like a Gears cover of War. Cover-based shooter. Cover-based shooter. And from my understanding of gaming, that's like literally the laziest form of game you can make because it's just no, like first person shoot uh it sits it, it up in the argument well yeah it's 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 a toss-up 
but it's just the idea that it's it's so played out and i remember when that game first came out or um i mean when the trailer first came out i don't think we were even were told that the main character was boba fett it was just something to make you sad afterwards that's what I mean. I think it. I think it came out after the trailer. I'm not sure if it was before or after the cancellation, but here's I remember. The, here's the thing. I just want to say something about cover-based shooters. It works for um, Uncharted as a single player, and I remember I played a lot of Gears of War, and it was a lot of fun. It took a lot of strategy now to do all that and everything. Not saying the other games don't have strategy, but that was just one that I just remember playing a lot, and I like that mechanic. But it kind of only works in certain games. And it fails horribly in others. So, yeah, like it's it's I don't know. I, I think third person shooters take some of the uh, the 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 action suspense out of shooting games. That's just my opinion on it. But I, I remember I played the like I didn't play Gears of War when it first came out, like in two thousand six or yeah, two thousand six. I think that came out. If I'm wrong, someone please correct me. And I remember, um, I, you know what? I'm gonna look that up. All right. I feel fact, like you're right. Fact check me. Fact check me. Do a, do a CNN to Trump. Give me like a parenthetical like Zach says Gears of War came out in 2006. Parenthetical. It didn't. All right. What year did Zach say <laughs> it came out in? 2006. We have our fact checkers here. Zach claims that it came out in 2006. It actually came out in 2006. Oh, I wanted to be wrong. It was released for PC, though, in 2007. Oh. And for Xbox One in uh, 2014. All right. So, I'm, so you know what? You can, you can put that in parenthetical. Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong. Oh, no. Yeah, 2014. No, wait. 2015. <laughs> sorry. They, they have two years here for this. And I was like, wait, what? All right. Let's leave it at this. It came out in a year beginning with two and zero. I think, yeah. I think that narrows it down close enough yes. for our audience. <laughs> Yes, that helps a lot. Thank you. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I remember when that came out, like, all my friends were playing that. It's like, yo, man, get on Gow! And I'm like, get People on Gow? People called that it that? Painful. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, did I ever tell you the story? Okay, I guess, I, I, why would I have told Zenger this story? Um, I remember once, I think it was senior year of high school for me. So we're talking about, like, 2009, 10-ish. Gross. And I remember... T- <laughs> I remember walking down the hallway and saw like two freshmen talking about Call of Duty and they're like talking about like Nazi zombies because I think that was right like when that was becoming really like like that was like the tipping point. Hold on. It, fact check. Yeah, fact check. Keep 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 going. Uh, I remember two kids walking down the hallway and they're like like I mean like think of the most nasally like dweeby like 14 year olds you can imagine and they're like did you i was playing cod and i i pwned that guy and i was just like i, I remember I turned around to sal which if rob's listening rob knows who sal is and i'm like what is because sal was more of a gamer than i was and i'm like what is cod and he's like and i think he like let out a very long like oh god prolonged uh. sigh yeah one of those and it's like it's short for call of duty and i just started like screaming i'm like what is wrong with people i'm like call of duty it's four syllables why can't people say it and it's like oh my god but yeah people people were called i know people called call of duty cod but um gal might have been something i just made up on the spot i don't know it might have happened uh, okay i i've got to tell this story now because you've right. made this you've made this happen also what year did you claim that this call of duty zombies i think th- i'm pretty sure that came out in 2000 
eight was the first one was world at war right you are correct but it wasn't but it really didn't become popular until like 2000 well it came out like in probably like november of 2008 but i remember it really didn't become popular until like that that following summer because i remember why went back again my senior year of high school that was like the it thing was like like september 2009 everyone was talking about like nazi zombies all right, so um, working in the gaming industry at the at at, at the store level <laughs> during the the ebb and flow of what was Call of Duty, and witnessing a lot of it firsthand, I had people coming in constantly going, "Yo, man, you got that COD?" And one day I was just fed up with it, and someone's <laughs> like, "Yo, man, you got that COD?" And I'm like, "Walmart's next door, man." <laughs> They're like, "So you don't want to sell it to me?" I'm like, "No, if you're looking for fish, you gotta go next door." you're looking for call of duty i do have that but i don't have any cod in stock oh that's great i did not find that amusing but still bought the game (laughs) also and another parenthetical to go keep going here um um, call of duty uh black ops you know that was referred to as because apparently saying call of duty black ops or just saying black ops is just too much for people okay i want to guess Okay, Call of Duty said be COD Bow? I'll, I'll give you a hint. You d- they, they got lazy and they didn't even say Call of Duty. But they, they shortened it, Black Ops. They really called it Bow? No, they called it Blops. You, yo, man, oh. you're going to play Blops? You're going you to be on Blops tonight? I thought they were going to call it like B.O. because of what they smell like when they came into GameStop. Oh, man. Of Call of Duty. Back in the day, Modern Warfare 2. Oh, man. Oh man, the, the golden era of like Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. That time when everyone was playing online the same game somehow. Yes, Halo Except 3. <laughs> no, I played uh, Halo 3 online. I, I got Xbox Live by that time. I meant, I meant Call of Duty, but yeah. No, I well, I play, oh I lo- I was really good at Modern Warfare. I, like, not, I miss like, I miss like old school Modern Warfare. The late 2000s games or like going back to like the early 2000s with like. Oh, no, like, like Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Like I missed oh, okay. that one. Like that one was something to where it was just. I know that they've re-released it and stuff like that, but it was just such a. Per- it, 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 it had its time and its moment. Yeah. That's gone now. We're getting a little off topic from Star Wars, but maybe explaining like the games and stuff. I remember like my biggest problem in high school was was I had a group of friends who I really didn't like that much, but I guess it was just like it was kind of like a proximity thing. And I remember the issue. This was more my sophomore year. Like this is when I really started became become like into like console gaming because I never I was never I've never been a huge video game person. That just wasn't my cup of tea. I remember like every single like week or maybe month there was a new game. And, like, I remember, again, it was sophomore year, so it was 2007 to 2008, and, like, the first game, like, of that school a year. A young, was naive like, Zinger was sitting at a gaming store selling to these <laughs> idiot children. Yeah, Zinger was selling it to my my friends, quote-unquote. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that, that fall... I hated him, too. Thank you. <laughs> See, Zinger and I got along even then, before we a decade before we knew each other. Think about it, You had Halo 3... Modern oh, man, Warfare that was such 2. An epic game. I'm sorry, Modern Warfare. Uh, what else came out that fall that was like a really big title? Uh, you're going to make me look this up. Okay. Uh, Guitar Hero really started to hit then. That was when Guitar Hero like, genuinely exploded. Oh, God. I'm trying to think. Well, Bioshock. Bioshock was that same year or that same, like, ended like, like holiday season. There were a lot of Let's games. Let's see here. 
Xbox 360 games fall of 2007. Oh, I Army of Two. You know, Army trying to do that yeah. cover base. Um, the first Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that was another. Yeah, that was another big AAA title that year. Never That's played it? that though. That's it. Why is it not giving? Oh, I got. Oh, there, there we go. There we got the page numbers. Oh, it's one of those where it only gives you like two or three on a page. Um, yeah, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare, Guitar Hero Three, Legends of Rock, Halo Three. Bioshock. Oh, such a such an awesome. I, I did fall. I think that was technically a summer title. But yes, well, Bioshock. But uh, still, Mass Effect. August. The Mass first Effect. Mass Effect. The game I quoted was quoted as saying, "This thing is hot garbage," <laughs> and then later turned my favorite game of all time. Uh, the Orange Box from Valve. The first time you could actually play, you know, some of the best games, and that was the introduction of Portal. Yeah. Yep. Team Fortress. Yep. 2007 was like a huge, like that. Okay, but getting back to my original Rock point, Band. Uh, rock Band was there that there in that time too. Yeah, rock The Simpsons band. game. Wow, so much. that was. Yeah, I didn't, I, yeah, that and was SmackDown that, versus Raw, tw- 2008, featuring okay, you're ECW. Me. You're losing me now. Singer, was there a Parappa the Rapper game that came out at that time? Sure. Okay, good. Uh, but no, getting back to my point though, is that like every single like like week month there was like a new it game, and I didn't Good have GameStop. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. I'm falling back into it. Oh my God, help me! Oh poor Zanger, he's getting post traumatic stress flashbacks to his time at GameStop. But but no, like so that's what happened, and I like I didn't have the money to like buy in like a sixty dollar game like every two weeks, and so what happened is like I'd save As my in. money up. And like I'd be like, oh, I get Call of Duty four, and be like, oh, we moved on to Bioshock. Okay, you buy Bioshock like a month now. Oh, we moved on to blah. And Clive like, Barker's I'm, Jericho. Sure, uh, whatever that game is. Game that came out in two thousand seven. But like again, Guitar Hero is another one that was expensive because you need to buy the guitar with it. So like, it took like a hundred dollars. Oh no, man, you got Rock Band. That was like two hundred dollars, and it came with a drum set that no one ever wanted to play. No, or the microphone, which was pretty nobody much nobody else I wanted to play. That microphone might as well had leprosy on it or something because nobody ever wanted to touch it. And a uh, guitar that was insignificant next to the power of the actual Guitar Hero guitar. Mm-hmm. I never play. I never used a Rock Band guitar, but that's uh, it, it. It's it felt more full size, but the Guitar Hero guitar was where it was at. Oh yeah, I have that one somewhere in a closet. But no, so like I remember, and eventually, kind of how that school year like capped off was in the spring of two thousand eight was Grand Theft Auto four. And that was like the biggest. Like, I remember everybody was like freaking out about that. And it came out. It was just kind of like, oh, it's it's a new Grand Theft Auto with like better graphics. God, that like, was a year as well. Yeah, that was that was like spring of two thousand eight. You had Fallout three, Grand Theft Auto, Left for well, Dead. That, that was later that year. That was that Dead was space. the fall. Oh yeah, Death Metal Gear Solid Four, so, Guns of the Patriot. Oh man, that game. Okay, we're, I think I, we're, okay. We're losing sight of the topic here. Okay, we're kind of got got Fable Two. Force Unleashed. Was Force Unleashed that year? Yeah, fall of 2008. I don't think I've gotten there yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, when, you, when you get there, uh, let us know, Sanger. But uh, no, so like... Game oh back- yeah, because Soul Calibur uh, 4 came out that year featuring Darth Vader on the PlayStation. And Yoda on 360, right? Yes. And both having the Apprentice. Oh yeah, that was his first, that was that was his first appearance. I forgot yes, about that. 
I remember my friends telling me that. I can remember asking because I didn't get Soul Calibur. They, I asked like, "Oh, how is uh, the Star? How is like Vader's? I think he wasn't even called Star Killer. I think it was just Vader's Apprentice." I think and, it was just called. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see what it says. I remember asking. They're like, "Oh, you mean the Apprentice?" And I'm like, "I guess." And they're like, "It's a cheap character." And I'm like, "What does that mean?" No, it's like bullcrap. Bullcrap. Yoda's the cheapest character in that game. Well, Anyways. I don't think. I don't think they had like I I think most of them only had it for the PS3, so they didn't know about Yoda. But I remember I remember hearing that Vader was an okay character, but Star Killer was a cheap character. That's I remember that explicitly being said. Whatever that I still don't know what it means in the context of the game, but apparently it was a cheap character. But unlike EA, they are not cheap at all. Yes, they save so much money by canceling numerous games. <laughs> No, Yoda was cheap because there's certain characters, if you did like a vertical slash, you wouldn't hit him because of his height. It'd just go over his head. Oh. Yeah, so the only way you could hit Yoda with a vertical slash is if the person was dumb enough to ever jump with him. Mind you, I only played the game like twice, I think. <laughs> I didn't play it once, so you definitely I, I, know more I, about that. Once again, idea. GameStop was able to check out games. It was awesome. <laughs> When when you weren't getting the post traumatic stress? No, that came later. That came later. Okay. See, folks, you're getting a lot of exclusive content. I've wanted Zenger to tell some of his GameStop stories. He's like, no, it's a Patreon exclusive. I've now, never actually done that episode still. But no. One day. One day. One day. But anyway, they going back to Star Wars. Uh thirteen thirteen, I like again, going back to I, I feel like I feel like this is like the end of Inception. We're going back through layers. It's like so going back from the years to this to Gears of War. Uh, I, I, you have to set the scene. Yeah, I know. It's, I feel like, like all we're missing now is the block, block drums. And but thirteen, thirteen. I I just couldn't. Like I didn't care. Like like during like all that like tumultuous period with Star Wars, like early twenty thirteen when like Clone Wars was being canceled, all the video game like Lucas Arts was being closed down, and it was just like I can't see being upset. About thirteen, thirteen being shut down when like episode seven's on the horizon. It's like I, I just I'm like I don't care. It's like I was super pumped for episodes two and three to be released in 3D in the fall of 2013. I remember being like so excited for them. I think it was like September 2013, and Revenge of the Sith was October 2013. And I'm like like oh man, I was so excited for that. And it's like oh we've canceled those because uh, we want to shift focus to the sequel trilogy. And it's like oh. I'm like, whatever, who cares? And I think like, like, that's not a weird part of Star Wars history that we don't ever talk about was George Lucas's like plans for redo or oh, releasing those in 3D. Like, think about it. like Phantom Menace was in 3D, and that's never gotten a home video release. I don't even think overseas it got a home video release. So like, that's another part of like Star. Like we talked, I've talked about the IMAX cut of uh, Attack of the Clones. That's like 20 minutes shorter. That's another. Even though I don't think there were any. Uh, any more George Lucas revisions done to the to the? Oh wait, maybe I, I think I think that was CGI Yoda was in that because I think it was the Blu-ray cut just with 3D effects. Anyway, that's a uh, uh, Phantom Menace 3D is, should be its own topic one day, but I don't know how I'm going to drag that out for an hour. But thirteen thirteen, like, were you genuinely looking forward to that? I, I was looking forward to it in the sense of I was like, this this looks good, this has p- potential. I. You know, I was on the riding riding the train of, you know, Star Wars games are awesome because of, you know, Force Unleashed. Their storyline is 
crappy though. Like Force Unleashed. Really? You didn't? I, I thought that most people would two, say it was the exact two, opposite. Two. Force Unleashed two. Oh. Yeah. The the second one, I mean, I liked having dual lightsabers, but the storyline was kind of. Uh, well, it was it, it was shoehorned in. It was, and there was this whole like setup for a third game that never would happen. Well, the interesting thing about that though was that like in my again in my research for this, like looking at like canceled Star Wars games, you look and like here are some of the titles I'm going to read off: Battle of the Sith Lords. Death Star game, whatever that is. Star Wars Imperial Commando. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 3. Star Wars Outpost. Project Hermes. Proteus. Star Wars Smuggler. Star Wars Trilogy. We. Star Wars 1313. Star Wars Attack Squadron. Star Wars Dark Squadron. Star Wars Episode 7. Shadows of the Sith. Whatever that was. Star Wars Ewok Adventure. Star Wars First Assault. Star Wars Jedi Knight 3. Brink of Darkness. Star Wars Rebel Agent. Star Wars Rebel Fury. Star Wars Rebel Jedi. Star Wars Rebel Scum. Star Wars Rebel Warrior. Star Wars Rogue Leaders. Rogue Squadron Wii. Star Wars Rogue Squadron X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter. Star yeah. Oh, there... Oh, okay. So there is a Star Wars Unleashed 3. Uh, the New Emperor... Untitled Chewbacca game, Untitled Fighting game, Untitled Star Wars game, EA Vancouver Division, and Vernust. You I forgot am- one. What did I forget? The Maul game. No, that's uh, Battle of the Sith Lords. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've got Battlefront 3. Okay, yeah, I forgot that. Oh, okay. So this is what Wikipedia is saying. On February 19, 2013, Star Wars voice actor Sam Witwer said during an interview that he was open to reprising Starkiller in another game. He mentioned that Hayden Blackman, who's another interesting character in the realm of Lucasfilm, and him were working on a story for a third video game that would be released for next-generation consoles, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Wii U. However, he stated Star Wars Force Unleashed 3 can only be released after J.J. Abrams' The Force Awakens. Uh, despite this, on April 2013, LucasArts' parent company, Disney, shut down Lucasfilm and fired most of its employees. On November 2015, one month before the release of The Force Awakens, Blackman revealed the plot and many details of the canceled game, like that it would have been more open world. On August 2017, during a Twitch live stream, Sam Witwer, Hayden Blackman, and Dave Collins discuss the development of the first game. Blackman also gave some details on his initial ideas for the Force Unleashed 3 story. Following on from the events of the Force Unleashed 2, Boba Fett would follow and then shoot down the rogue's shadow over a planet, forcing the apprentice and Vader to team up to survive and escape. A co-op system would allow players to play side-by-side as both characters. Players would not know if Vader could be trusted or not, and Fett would have been revealed to have been sent by the Emperor to stop both of them from getting off the plant because he had his own scheme in motion. Blackman also stated that his work on The Force Unleashed 3 did not get past the initial ideas phase as he was already planning to leave LucasArts to form his own company. As far as Blackman recalls, there was not even any concept art created. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you listed a ton of Star Wars games. The ones that interest me are the ones that actually got, like, to, like, beta or alpha stage Mm. of, like, development. Like, to where, like, there is a technically a playable-ish version of the game. Like, Maul has that. Um, I'm assuming 1313 might have pieces of it available. Mm -hmm. But... And then, of course, the Rogue... I know, uh, not Rogue Squadron. Um, 
Battlefront, I think, was supposed to have like mm-hmm. almost. I think that got to alpha as well. Well, that's another like uh, Battlefront, uh, the original Three. Battlefront series. Yeah. The non EA ones. That's another like series of games that I like. I, I I got both of them at the time. I played both of them, and I remember even when I was in middle school when the second one came out, I was shocked the amount of like non Star Wars fans that played that game. Oh yeah. And I just I couldn't figure out why you would want to play a Star Wars game if you had no interest in Star Wars. It's a shooter. I, it's the, it was the hot shooter at the time. I guess, but like the first Battlefront wasn't that pop. Like it was popular, but it wasn't like it was Halo popular, popular among fans. Kind of took it to the next level almost. Not really. It was it was a rushed out sequel in a year. Like it's it's literally the exact same game with just different maps and heroes now. Well, yeah, they sprinkled in heroes now and then. Uh, the Galaxy Conquest mode was also really cool. Yeah, that was that. Was, I have fine. that actually on PC. I just the controls are so wonky and weird. I'm too lazy to remap my controller to actually be able to use it. Yeah, but like getting back to uh, Battlefront Three, not what EA has planned, which I imagine is coming sooner or later. But the game that never made it to fruition. Like I, I know Zenger's talked about it a few times, like the dark Obi Wan concept yeah. and all that stuff. Like from what I've seen of that game, like the only thing I really liked was the idea that you could go from like planet surface and fly a ship up into like the atmosphere and into space. They kind of have in the new one. Not really. You have like a uh, dog fighting going above, going on above you, but, but you can't like yeah. go into like like that's one thing I, I did like about the original Battlefront Two was like you could like you had like two uh, capital ships you had a Republic and you had a separatist capital ship you could like fly your ship into theirs and like start like taking out bad guys. I'm on their ship. I thought that was like a neat idea, even though like it doesn't really make sense. Like, oh, wouldn't they have shields that would keep you out? But no, it's interesting concept. And I think you have to like sometimes steal batteries or something, like bring them from your ship to their ship. I don't, I don't know. When I hear stories about Battlefront Three, and like from what I can see, it's like it just seemed like the exact same game again, which which is fine. Like like you kind of want that in a sequel to a game. But it's just like, oh, like it's another one of those games, not as bad as 1313, but it's just like held up on such a high pedestal. Like, oh, look what could have been. And like, oh, another Star Wars like shooting game. Yawn. Like, I, I, I really cannot figure out why certain things. And I don't know. Part of this is like gamers on the other part of it being Star Wars fans, because I, I as I look at other like Star Wars fan Things like podcasts and blogs. Nobody ever talks about like the video games that never were. Like that's just a weird thing. Then from what I can see, like don't be wrong. Certain like they do too close to home for a lot of us. (laughs) The pain's too real. But I don't know if that's the case though. Like that—that's my question. Is that like you'll see a million, not a million. You'll see hundreds of Star Wars podcasts with like things like oh. Uh, uh, Star Wars spinoff films that could have happened, or stuff like that. But like, you'll very rarely see like a Star Wars podcast. And, well, and again, I'm talking more about like the podcasting cartel and ones of their ilk being like, like you don't see them focusing on Project Hermes. Like you, you don't, you don't see the Star Wars podcasting cartel talking about that project. It's like, it's like they, not that it's outside their grasp. It's just like 
they're indifferent toward it. And I find that interesting that maybe the people that elevate these projects that didn't come to fruition are more gamer oriented than Star Wars oriented. I don't disagree with that. But that's but I, I think that's where it's coming from though, because I don't get me wrong, there are Star Wars fans out there, and I would imagine that like even in our Facebook group, uh, people will be talking about thirteen thirteen and Battlefront Three. But I, I like yes, they're, they're the the hallmarks of the cancel games. But I think you'll be hard pressed to find someone that's gonna be like, oh man, I absolutely couldn't wait for Star Wars. I'm I'm, I'm closing my eyes, folks, and I'm literally just gonna pick a game at random. Uh, Rogue Leader, Rogue Squadron, we. It's like I, I, nobody cared about that. It's like even like think about all those Star Wars games that came out like in the Clone Wars era. Like there was like what two or three for like the Wii. I remember I have one called like what was it? I think Clone Wars lightsaber duels, where it's like one of the most awkward experiences ever. Like you have to like take the Wii controller and just literally just shake it, and like sometimes you like hit somebody and sometimes you wouldn't. Oh, the Wii innovation in gaming that wasn't. Innovation in gaming that was zero steps forward and zero steps back. Uh, maybe actually steps backwards for a little bit there. They've gotten a lot better about it and understanding that, you know, making it like a part of it, not the whole experience. I, I will never figure out the Wii success. I, I, okay, let me rephrase that. That's not fair. Like, I don't know. Like, the Wii is such, like, I, I remember Rob when we were in high school, described Nintendo Wii as like having unprotected sex. <laughs> it sounds great in concept, but in execution, all it's going to do is lead to many problems. <laughs> and, and I think, I, I, I remember, I can still remember him saying that over 10 years ago. And I, to this day, cannot think of a better like analogy to the Wii. It's like that, it's just, like, I remember when that came out in Zenger knows, uh, everybody went gaga for that. It's the point where I think it was like, what, it took like, Two or three years from the finally catch up with the demand for yeah, it. It took a while for them to level out. It wasn't like I was at some store and had to deal with people coming in just being angry with me because, you know, I existed and worked there. <laughs> I had Great. no control over that. But also, that has led to a very interesting thing. Nintendo uses the same box as the ship stuff to this day. Oh, it's really? The uh, they use the same type of tape, same type of lettering on the box. You can pick them out. It is ridiculously quick to be like that's a Nintendo product in the mm. shipping boxes. Interesting. It's it's hard to it's one of those things where if you see it, it instantly is like that's Nintendo. So it's hard to like describe it if you're not somebody who's seen the, like shipping contain. I mean, what they how they box them and everything. If Nintendo didn't have like thirty years of nostalgia behind it, I don't think anyone would buy any Nintendo products. I'll have you know the Switch is really fun. We just got our Switch recently, and I just got if, Smash Brothers. If okay, if it weren't for what Zelda and in in Smash Brothers, would anybody buy a Nintendo console? Um, here's the thing: there, Nintendo's had a very notorious history of being terrible with third party games. Yes, what third party games are are you don't go buy the third party game on like if you're buying a game and you have an Xbox or a Switch. Or I'm sorry, or a Nintendo system, you buy it for the Xbox. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, that's kind of changing now to where Nintendo's actually doing pretty good with a lot of their stuff in that regard. It took them long enough. It took them since basically almost the GameCube era (laughs) up till now to get there with that. 
the last Nintendo console I've ever owned was a Wii. For the record, I do not like Nintendo games. Like, you can keep Mario, you can keep Smash Brothers. I remember back again in high school and college, everyone just lost their mind over Brawl. And I'm like, oh my god, I just don't care. Like, I remember when I was in college, I brought my Wii in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, and I was like a hero. Everyone's like, oh man, this is so cool. And I'm like, do you, like, you want to play? I'm like, nope, play with it as much as you like, just leave me alone. And I, I just couldn't, I could not care less about those games. I remember the only game I ever actually loved for the Wii was I got Speed Racer, the game, based off the 2008 uh, greatest film of all time, directed by the Wachowskis. And that's like the only game I have any sort of affinity for for the Wii. Other than that, like, I know Super Mario Galaxy was a huge title at the time. And oh I was just God, like, where's, there's nothing heavy enough around this desk to hit myself <laughs> with. I love Speed Racer, the game. I love that game. I don't know why, but I love it. It's like an it's like it's like you the, uh, should write something to whoever made that game and tell them that you might save somebody's <laughs> life. <laughs> There's some game developer that has a gun to their head right now. My letter might just save them from their own death. <laughs> oh, All I made was that terrible movie game. No. I remember buying that game. I remember a fun story about that game. Was I remember I, it has to do with Star Wars, folks. I remember the only reason why I wanted to go see that movie in theaters was because I knew for a fact that the Star Wars The Clone Wars movie trailer was attached to it. So I remember I dragged my mom and my cousin. They didn't want to see... Innocent bystanders. Innocent bystanders. And I want everybody to keep in mind that scene, the Wachowski Speed Racer. Imagine being dragged to that movie. In, I think we saw it opening day. Like I think it was that Friday or maybe that Saturday. Jesus. And and they, they got dragged to it. And solely for the reason that I wanted to see the Clone Wars trailer on the big screen. And I like and like after Speed Racer was over, uh, I loved it. Like Speed Racer, that's one of my all-time favorite films, the Wachowski Speed Racer. And I remember like afterwards, I we went to Best Buy, I bought the game, came home and played it. I'm with my cousin, and she's like, This is somehow worse than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the correct that, answer to both seeing the movie and the game. Oh my god! But yeah, that's 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 the 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 history of me in the Clone Wars movie was going to see Speed Racer solely so I could see the trailer for Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and I got upset because they actually there was a different piece of it. The TV spot was different than the theatrical trailer, and I got annoyed at that. I'm like, there should have been different. And I was sitting there like yelling in the theater. Yeah, I am a weird person, folks. In college, I was seeing The Phantom Menace 3D at midnight. Uh, what else was I doing? What other psychotic things? Like, that, that just tells you everything you know about me. I was that loser. Going to see Speed Racer opening weekend just so we could see an animated Clone Wars movie preview in front of it. Oh, man. My life hasn't been wasted at all, has it, Zenger? That is the correct answer. <laughs> that is the correct answer. A prolonged silence. <laughs> Moving on. Zenger, what other canceled Star Wars games uh, do you think we should have seen or you would like to highlight? Mall, actually. The Mall game? Yeah. But Zenger, we got him at the end of the solo movie. God dang it. I would have actually liked a Rogue Squadron game again, but I mean, God forbid I want a dogfighting game that involves Star Wars, but. I remember you made fun of me because I, um, in our review for Star Wars Battlefront, uh, Battlefront 2 2017, yeah, I, was get, get I, was get, I was getting mad at like, the controls for like the, the Starfighter Assault. 
And you're like, oh, you want basically a flight simulator with a Star Wars overlay. And but I, I think it's I don't think it has to be as intricate as that. I think it has to be more intricate than that. Do you really? No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm trying to play to your no to your strengths like, here. But yeah, no, but like, <laughs> thank you, sir. A p- pander to the co-host during the podcast. Yeah. Uh, no, because like, like even if I'm like, lucky, if I'm, I'll get kicked off. <laughs> oh man, it's becoming a theme now. I, th- I think Zenger's trying to low key tell me he wants off the podcast. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. He didn't say no, folks. He didn't say no. If you want Zenger to be part of this podcast, please comment down below. Or if please you don't, donate money. <laughs> yes, if you don't want Zenger part of this podcast, please donate. Money. No, no, for me to, to leave. I mean, to, to leave, please. Give, donate to the Zenglist Patreon if you want Zenger to no longer be part of the Knights of Vader podcast. Thank you. <laughs> but getting back to the flight controls, it's like that's one. Like thinking about like that, the 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 flight of the Star Wars colon Smugglers Run colon Flight of the Falcon colon the ride at Walt Disney World Resort colon. My concern is like I've heard with the Millennium Falcon ride there. It's like, oh, you get to control the Millennium Falcon. Like I've seen so many of the of oh God Star Wars like YouTubers, like they're part of like the theme park side of the Star Wars fandom, be like, oh, this is ride's gonna be like like you can sit there like control how fast this is this though. And the more and more I keep hearing about this uh, Millennium Falcon ride, it has like six buttons. And it's like steering left, right, throttle. Light speed, uh, uh, guns, and I think a light. And I think that's uh, like headlights. And I'm like that's and like that's it. And I'm like, isn't that all that he uses in the movies, anyways? Well, yes and no. But like, think about it. Like, okay, you're piloting, and I guess this is a quasi Star Wars video game topic. But but I want everyone to think about it. Like, you're at Disney World, and you are behind the seat of the the Millennium Falcon ride. You're in the cockpit seat. And, like, all you can do, basically, is just, like, tilt it to the left, tilt it to the right, go to light speed. And it's like, no, I want a cockpit where I can sit there, like, like again, never mind, I think the idea of doing a, a Money and Falcon ride that doesn't involve Han Solo or Chewbacca might be genuinely the dumbest idea ever. But uh, that's a topic for another day. But, like, I want to be able to, like, control a deflector shield. Like, I, I've rewatched the Kessel Run sequence from Solo, like, at least 20, 30 times now. And all the things that him and Chewbacca do with that ship during that sequence, I want to be able to do that either in a Star Wars video game or at the theme park thing in in California or Florida. I want that level of control. Like, I want to be able to fly the Money and Falcon and see like a TIE fighter above me and like do like a a flip and like knock it into like into a object i want to be able to like lower the landing gear and like drift across like an object to like kick up debris into my pursuers a uh, windshield like you're not gonna be able to do that the money and falcon ride like what's gonna happen is it's gonna be like star tours if everybody remembers their star tours the original not not the c3po piloted version but with paul rubens piloting it and it's like oh you've gone the wrong way you gotta turn back immediately brakes brakes where are the brakes? And like you go over, like like you fall down, like the chasm or whatever it is in the building, and like you start going, like that's essentially what it is you're gonna be doing. 
Oh god, I'll bet you a coke Zenger that when we start getting reports of this ride like next few months, it's gonna be it's gonna be a TV screen, it's gonna be it's gonna be Honda Onaka being, well, hello there, smugglers. We're gonna be going on an adventure to start up your Millennium Falcon. Make sure to do this. And then it's like, oh, oh, make sure you go to the left. And like it's gonna be like I get it. Like most people going to the theme parks do not want like like uh, a ride where they have to think and make calculated decisions. I get that. I concede it. That's not the way to go. But like, I want to be able to control the shields. Like, let's say you are uh, doing, you're smuggling something for Hondo and you have, like, you run into a, pat- uh, a first order or an imperial patrol, whatever era they're going with in this instance, and you have like, like a star destroyer coming at you. Like, I want option to be like, oh, the, fl- uh, reroute all power to the forward deflector shields or i want to split my deflector shields to 50 percent in the back as i turn around and i gun the engines it's like i want that level of control and like getting back to uh, like any sort of like piloting star wars game like even that's one thing i really hate about battlefront one and two the recent ones is like the millennium falcon is supposed to be a freighter with the maneuverability of a a, a fighter that's essentially what the Millennium Falcon's supposed to be. And yet, you play, I, if you use either one of those ships, and I would say not even just those two games, but any Star Wars game. And the Millennium Falcon is essentially like a panzer tank in just how it moves. It's like the most stiff. It's a brick uh, on a stick. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. And it's, I, I, I just don't get. Yes, thank you. I, I honestly, a brick on a stick is, is the exact way i would describe it and i just don't get how it's so hard or why there's such a misunderstanding <laughs> with the developers as to why oh god sorry i was just remembering um something someone said in a review for grand theft auto about the driving and that's where i kind of got brick on a stick from oh man we gotta quote so we gotta go back to like like some user review of a metacritic oh no it was like, it was, like it was quote like, it man i'm trying to remember who it was but they said Driving in Grand Theft Auto is like you have a baby strapped to the steering wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Not like strapped, it's strapped to one side of it. So as you're turning, there's more weight all of a sudden on one side of the steering wheel, and it constantly shifts. I like I like the idea of uh, uh, in Grand Theft Auto there being like a mod version where you strap a baby to a steering wheel and have to drive. I, I mean, somebody has to have done that, right? I guess I don't. Know. I'm trying to remember because the reviewer was like, "Driving in this game is a nightmare," but they fixed a lot of it since then. But yeah, it was just something that I I was like, you know what? That's not a inaccurate description, but yes. Flying the Millennium Falcon in most games is is seriously like the most awkward thing you could possibly do. Plus, I remember in some of the games where you could do the pilot like view. Oh yeah. Don't ever do that. <laughs> Just crash immediately. You you immediately have the entire other side of your ship slam into something. Every yeah. time. Yeah, I, I I remember like playing Battlefront like one and two and be like so exciting getting like the um like the to- I, for the first game, it was like the token. It's like, oh, what hero ship do you want to be? Do you want to be like Red Five, or do you want to be uh, the Millennium Falcon? It's like, oh, I'm gonna be the Millennium Falcon, and you're Dead. just like, it's, well, it's, if you don't crash into somebody, like, because you're such a large ship, like everybody just focuses all their fire on you. So like, if you don't like immediately like run head on into an object, people just blow you up within like ten seconds. I'm like, well, I'm glad I saved up like 
three hours worth of battle points to unlock that. Not going to do me much good. And then even like in the second game, it's pretty much... Like, I don't think they changed any of the mechanics behind it. It's just as slow. I remember even uh, in Battlefront 2 when they gave us the Lando version of it, it's like the same exact thing. It just has less firepower, and I think it moves a little bit faster. But But I just want Rogue Squadron, the game... Like a new version or like a remaster? Like a new version. Once again, I have that on my computer, but the problem is the controls for it are wonky as all hell. Because it's a port of a port. Ah. So, like, I haven't gone... I'm I'm lazy when it comes to, like, customizing my controls, so I have not done that with it, and I need to. So. Yeah, that's why I don't like uh, PC games. Or I guess um, those types of PC games where they like take like older games and they reformat them. Yes. Now, now, just FYI for anyone sitting there, I got it on Steam. As anyone knows who who is um bought anything on Steam, they will sell you like everything under the sun for like a super discount at all times. So I have like every Star Wars game that's available on PC. Thanks to that, and I played them like maybe five minutes a piece. Or some actually, I can look up exactly how much I played some of them. I have I have most of my Star Wars games, the, the console ones. I, I have I know I have a Rogue Squadron. I know I have a, uh, the Nintendo sixty four one. I have Shadows of the Empire. Well, All right. uh, got it right yeah. here. God, I actually need to play some of these Star Wars Empire at War Gold Pack two hours. Star Wars Galactic Battle Sta- Saga. I don't know what that one um, was. Galactic. Battleground Saga. There we go. That's okay. the that, that was the one that was basically done by the people that did um oh nothing Civilization. It was Age of Empires. Oh, that one I have thirty eight hours on. Oh my god. Yeah, that one is one I will just sit there and play. Uh, Dark Forces four minutes. <laughs> I haven't played Jedi Academy, but I have it. Uh, Republic Commandos forty minutes. Uh, Battlefront Two Classic. 13 minutes. Knights of the Old Republic, 2 hours. Rogue Squadron, 14 minutes. Shadows of the Empire, 8 minutes. Force Unleashed, 33 minutes. Oh yeah, I do have Force Unleashed on here. I hope guess know what I'm doing for the rest of this episode. Jeez. <laughs> oh, if he's not watching a YouTube video in the background, he's going to be playing video games. He hasn't done that in a while. I have not done that in a while. and It was normally me playing um, the, the Battlegrounds one. That explains all the log hours. It's a do- Actually, I played it a lot at my old job, too. I'm a professional. <laughs> You're a big kid now. Yes. But, no, I mean, like I said, I, I, I like Star Wars games. They're fun. They give you the abilities to be, like, Jedis and, and Sith and, and fly in space and shoot down stuff. And apparently not enough stuff for Zach when they're flying around in space. He wants to be able to control everything. Like, the, the intake. Everything. I want to be able to go into the ship and, and put a unrefined coaxium into the ship and make it go really fast to uh I just wanna I just want you to get like a giant simulator to where you just sit in it and you're like finally. Yes. I want to have like eight hundred I want basically a airplane dashboard with like eight hundred thousand like blinking lights, and I'd be like, I don't know what any of this does, but I'm, I'm happy. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Essentially, I'm I, I'm confused out of my gourd, but you know what? I uh, 
I'm content. <laughs> I, I'm finally truly happy. Yeah, that's actually what I want. Like, so like every time I hear one of these, like I said, one of those stupid rumors about like the the ride, at, like Disney. I'm like, ah, oh, what a waste! What a waste! I'm like, you're, you're spending like half a billion dollars building this, and you and could spend half like, a billion so dollars on just one like thing for me to sit in at my home. Well, that'd be cool. But I don't think that's uh, practical when it comes to money. I mean, them buy it for you. Oh, but still, just for me. Yes. Oh, all okay. the buttons. Oh, that'd be great. No, I don't want to play Team Fortress. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, man, folks. That Castle Run sequence in Solo. That alone should have... Uh, I guess we should just bring it up that Solo got nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. What? Yeah, Solo's an uh, uh, Academy Award nominated film. Against who? Uh, Infinity War, oh. Ready Player One, Zenger's Most oh. Look Forward to Film of the Decade. Yes. Uh, what else is there? I forget the other two. I know Aquaman didn't get it. Oh, there's always next year. <laughs> uh, that's for Shazam. Me. Shazam will get it next year. Yeah, that movie's looking questionable. I'm I'm agreeing with Ellie. Oh, what was it's Ellie's opinion on Shazam? She's really sad that the guy from Chuck's involved in it. <laughs> She's like, I want to see it for him, but I don't want to see it because I know exactly what it is. Shazam. Yeah. So, canceled Star Wars games. Mall. Canceled. Okay, so this is this is what the description is on Wikipedia, uh, titled "Battle of the Sith Lords," internally codenamed "Damage," and given the working title "Mall," was the tagline for a Star Wars video game once in development by Redfly Studio. The game was canceled on June 2011. Redfly employees linked the game's cancellation to the Star Wars creator George Lucas's decision to sell Lucasfilm to the Walt Disney Company. Uh, LucasArts contracted Redfly to begin working on idea demos and mechanics for Star Wars games featuring Maul with prototyping for the game beginning on October 2010. Redfly didn't know what the story they were telling, although they originally had the idea of telling a story of Maul's origins, ending with his death at the end of The Phantom Menace. However, So you get a boss battle that you lose at no matter what. Got it. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't sound too good. However, LucasArts let them know that Darth Maul survived the events of the Phantom Menace, but didn't let them in on the Clone Wars TV series plot, which featured Maul's survival. Because of this, they didn't know how to tell their story and just worked on the game with a plan of it being about stealth as well as being action-centric. George Lucas then revealed his interest in Darth Maul working with Darth Talon during a meeting with representatives of Red Fly. When George was told that this wouldn't work since Town lived more than 170 years after Maul, he said it could instead be a descendant or clone of Maul. <laughs> oh, good old Jorge. Oh, God. Red- uh, what if you just have it be like a clone? Like, of a Gungan? <laughs> I like the idea of, of, of people outside of Lucasfilm telling George Lucas that something isn't in canon, and just being like, well, d- d- make it work. I I just imagine that as like you say that and like he 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 would have to have his back turned, and then you see like everyone nudge away from that person at, at like the table. Oh man, you know this is the epic return of Pitchman Zinger. Oh boy, it's happening. Oh boy, yeah, I have an excuse to bring it back now. So setting the scene. Lucas is sitting there. Um, so 
pitches that 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 idea. Pitchman Zinger. So, um, George, he she like existed like a thousand years later. <laughs> so there's no way like she could be in it. Oh well, why don't we just uh have it be a clone of Maul or something? Make it work. <sighs> why don't we just make up the story as we go too? You just hear the sound of chairs scooching away. <laughs> oh man, look! Look at this! <laughs> and it crashes. Somebody flies out a window. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh god! Like I, I, I think we've all seen those like behind the scenes videos during the prequel era when like Lucas would go into like the art department with his little like rubber stamp and like stamp the like drawings that he liked. Like and like and it's also funny about those like videos. Like everybody's just like so like painfully quiet. Like there's no like interaction with him. Everyone just kinda like stands there nervously as he like walks around and just like like stamps drawings. And it's like such an awkward work environment. And like like Zenger said, I could very easily imagine that same sort of thing. But considering that it's outside of Lucasfilm, maybe the people are a little bit more brazen in their uh descent. Uh, no, I, I just I just one hundred percent imagine like you're trying to tell somebody who's created this gigantic universe that they're wrong about something, and then they respond with that, and you're like, I guess I have to write this bull now. <laughs> I just like again, I like how Lucas just like had answers for things on the spot. Like I know there's one thing like in one of the um, oh I forget, I've been like Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith like behind the scenes features where somebody like asked him something about Yoda. And it's like, oh, well, what color should Yoda's something be? He's like, green? It's like, just because it's like, like, oh, Yoda's green. So clearly Yoda's is everything else Yoda has is green as well. It's just, that's how Perfect. he is. His skin color is green, so everything about him has to be defined by that. Uh, but no, uh, con- con- uh, continuing the, the story of the Darth Maul game. Redfly then began working with this idea, and their game story finally started to come together. The plot would have featured Maul and Talon pitted against Darth Krayl, I'm sorry, Darth Crate and his Sith army with a developer of Redfly saying Maul could strike at the Sith for going against the former Sith Rule 2. Despite the project coming together, however, LucasArts wouldn't sign off on any of the big-ticket items that would allow development to truly get underway. The project became troubled when LucasArts suddenly stopped communicating with Redfly. Redfly found out from some members of LucasArts that something was wrong before finally being told via email that the project was canceled. This happens a lot, by the way, with, like, these projects. It's just they stop hearing from them. I'm pretty sure that's what happened with uh, the the, um, detours. I think, too, I had something similar to that happen. Did it? Maybe. We can only hope. Uh, I can just say stuff. <laughs> and anybody who's involved can't correct this or else Disney will sue them. Yes! <laughs> Prove me wrong, internet! <laughs> that, that's a really... You know what? Actually, that's a really fascinating like catch-22 for like the current era of Star Wars. Like, you can just like make stuff up and nobody can correct you because they'll be, Disney will sue them if they actually tell the truth. Oh my gosh, I got the G- <laughs> Outlandish Statements by Zinger. That'd be another uh, factual statements by Zinger. You forgot the hun- the hundred percent definitely not false factual statements. Yes, prove me wrong. Yes, that, that's actually the title. Prove, of me, prove wrong, me wrong, people involved. 
uh, anyway, though, according to one of the game's creators, it was canceled due to Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm. At the time of its cancellation, the game's prototyping phase had just been finished. As of October 2015, Redfly is working on resurrecting the game, specifically working on a full next-gen demo of all things Maul to show the powers that be. In the event that Electronic Arts and or Disney are uninterested in Maul, uh, Dan Borth of Redfly has expressed hope that they could reskin the game to be more in line with their vision of Star Wars. It looked very cool. It looked like a, uh, how do I say this? A toned down version of Starkiller? Yeah. That's like a, a realistic car, Starkiller to where like he wasn't like a, like, could, I mean, but also very brutal because you could, like slice people's heads off and stuff. I mean, you could do that. And, but it was more people than just stormtroopers. Yeah, like that's that because I know there's some footage out there of like Maul fighting like Death Watch people, and you definitely get that vibe from it. Like that's a weird thing that like Star Wars video games, like even from what I'm hearing with this Jedi Fallen Order video game, it sounds very Force Unleashed esque. Because that's what you want if you're gonna have a Jedi game is something where you can go all out and be this unstoppable jedi and everything or unstoppable force user but like okay so right? i yeah oh no you're not wrong but it's like we've been there done that like, we, like we've been there twice like the first time everybody enjoyed it for what it was but the second time nobody bought the force unleashed 2 like, like that's a weird oh, thing with, well yeah i did i bought it i think i bought it like a year afterwards uh, bought the collector's edition day one with the um, USB stick. Yeah, somewhere. Oh man, so much uh, game memorabilia in the Zenger household. There is boxes of it. There is boxes on top of boxes of it. I had to imagine like uh, I need like, to go through it because there's a ton of stuff that's just pointless. <laughs> I like to imagine like 50 years from now, Zenger like after like uh, hopefully not, but. You kind of, let's say okay. Let's be really kind. Sixty years from now, when Zenger has passed and his daughters are going through like all his personal effects, they're like, "Man, I think Dad had some sort of weird like." Uh, Dad and skin- Mom had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like they really liked video games though, but they were fully grown adults. <laughs> they bought all these weird versions with toys included with the video game. Yeah, and, and it's all mint in box. <laughs> hey, at least they can sell it. They can re- recoup some of that like sweet, sweet fifty nine ninety nine dollars plus tax back. Finally, finally, uh, some, that's the true investment. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like that's the weird thing with Star. I I I know uh, I was watching today. Uh, ever since that Vader fan film of Star Wars series, I've been watching some more stuff from his channel, and he was talking about like Fallen Order, and he claimed that like one of the developers of the game, like a year or two ago, like reached out to him and was like, "Oh, what do you want in a Star Wars video game?" And, uh, this isn't my point of this, but like I, I find that story just first and foremost very suspect. The idea of like a game developer reaching out to a a fan content creator that that sounds weird, but that aside and the guy like is talking and it's like oh he's like i want this in the game and i want that and it's essentially describing the exact same mechanics of the force unleashed because he's like oh i want to be really weak when the game starts but over the course of the game i want to collect objects just god dang just give us force unleashed again that's essentially what he's describing i'm like dude do you really want a game you already have two of just repackaged and this time you have three lightsabers (laughs) Uh, how's he hold the third one? 
In his mouth. <laughs> that was a great answer, Zenger. I was. You know, or like, he wields a double blade in one hand, and then a single blade in the other. Just so when you have the fourth one come out, he can have two double bladed lightsabers. I thought you were going to say he had one double bladed lightsaber, and he still had that third one in his mouth. <laughs> He still has, so he has a, he has three lightsabers. And he still has one hand free. Yeah. Oh, that's good, Zinger. That was uh, the, the thing. In the sure mouth you can use good. the force. <laughs> you can't use the force with your mouth, so you have to keep that one hand free. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not really uh, too keen on that Fall in the Order game. Like I don't know. Like it has a cool story. It'd be neat though. But once again, we're going back to that respawn, original- and they're awesome. They've done no wrong yet with the two games they put out. Until EA ruins them, like they've done every other studio. Soon. Alrighty, Zenger. We've been talking for like around 90 minutes. Are there any other games you want to talk about from this, um, from this pile, from the dead pile? I mean, here's the thing. The pile Star of corpses. War- Star Wars games get so much attention because they're Star Wars games, so I feel like that's why we know so much about these games. And they also get so far in development, too. Like, I really want to say Maul was at a destroyed disturbing level of like development how much of it was done well that's the problem though is that we don't like we're we're never going to know because a lot of times too like if you're one of these developers you're not going to be like oh we spent like three months working on the story and that was it like if you're going to sell this like the idea of something that's lost you're not going to sell it as like, oh, something that was just like a germ of an idea. You're going to sell it as, oh, man, we were so close, and they took it away from us. It's just like that grand mystery of there was like 50 – how many episodes were there of um, Detours done? Oh, 50 God, some? Like four, I think it's like, yeah, like 40 or – yeah, 40 with like I think 30 scripts written on top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a lot. I mean those could be like little five-minute interludes that are each episode – or it could be four episodes. I'm going to assume they did full 42-minute <laughs> episodes. I, I, have I wish to. there was a camera I could stare into and be like, prove me wrong. Oh, man. Seth Green, Brendan Hay, if you're listening to this, prove Zenger wrong. Come on the show. Talk to me. Show me the evidence. Show me the episodes. Okay, well, we'll make get my episode. You know, we should we should have made a deal with Brendan Hay. Be like, hey, like we want to talk about Star Wars detours, but we know if like if anybody ever like ever gets back to the powers that be that you discuss it, you'll be in big like financial trouble. What if we do like a a Gone Girl where like we all get like stripped down, and we like have a shower like in the bathrooms, so, like nobody has a wire. Then you proceed to tell us the story of Star Wars detours. <laughs> so like, imagine you, sitting in a sauna. <laughs> essentially, essentially, he's telling us he's recounting the tales of uh, all the weird nonsense that was uh, Star Wars detours. And I'm like, yeah, perfect, exactly how I imagined it. Zenger, like, it's like Zenger's like drooling, and someone's like, "Wait, is, is that moisture from the sauna?" Zenger's, uh, Oops, sorry. <laughs> no, that's just uh, me. So, 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 where can I apply to be a writer for this show? <laughs> but Zenger got, got canceled, canceled. How many years ago. <laughs> No, my dreams have died before they were even allowed to live. I guess uh, like one of the, like the last two games I want to talk about would be um, like Star Wars Imperial Commando. I, I think I've talked about my affinity for for that game, and I, I know so this was the sequel to the other one, wasn't it? It was. Well, it was supposed to be the sequel. Yeah. They, they did make like a sequel to Republic Commando. It was, it was like a mobile game that came out, I think, like in two thousand six. I mean, what? 
Evil yet. Nobody played it. And that's back when mobile games were just like, just God, it was like, what would you even describe it, Zenger? It's like blocky animation. It's just. It's only a very hair above Virtual Boy. So, I mean, at least your eyes won't bleed. I, I guess so. Yeah. Cause I remember that was like a mobile game. I mean, like only, a, only a hair above that, though. <laughs> uh, but no, like Imperial Commando, I, I'm surprised that Lucasfilm pre Disney never did anything with Delta Squad. I, I know they showed up in Clone Wars. I'm not talking about that. I mean, they showed up in Clone Wars. Did they do anything? No, they never... Uh, like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that they are in the canon. Like, even though, like, they're not referenced by name. But, like, considering that Republic Commando, spoiler alert for a game that's almost 14 years old, it's... It, like, you have, like, one of the commandos, like, disappear, and that was never resolved. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, one of the, the – apparently I, that same YouTube channel I referenced earlier, Gamers, did an entire history on, like, the, the – I'm sorry, did a video on the history of Republic Commando. And one of the things they talked about was, like, one of the ideas the developers had for a sequel was that Sev, he was the one who was uh, captured at the end of the game, he became, like, one of the leaders of the Rebellion. Because, that's like, interesting. I think it's that's like really they cool. did that in some other show or something. Really? Huh. Oh, like, yeah, what, it's like Rex? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like the thing that's clever, like Rex. Rex makes perfect sense because, like, oh, he's a hero. Like, there's no way we're gonna see Captain Rex shoot a bunch of Jedi or like have him shooting Ahsoka. Like, we're not. Like, you're just not gonna see that I mean, happen. Could could we? Nah, nah. They're, they're not gonna. They're not gonna. Like, they're not gonna do it because he's too much of a fan favorite character. It's just like that's the weird sort of thing with Disney. All where, right, everyone, take your notes now because you know when that when that new uh, Star Wars. Um, Star Clone Wars Saved comes out, and there's that moment where Rex shoots a Jedi. Know that <laughs> Zach was wrong. <laughs> well, okay. Um, but no, I like the idea of Sev being a, a founder of the Rebellion. I like. I, I just like the idea of like you have a, a commando. Also, like some other crazy idea. Like I don't know, like some guy named Galen Merrick, like family crest like the symbol of the rebellion and he somehow brings them together in some convoluted plan that vader has <laughs> I've, I've always loved that line at the end of the force unleashed where um uh it's vader like in his battle damage state and like they're on like like the constructed like throne room of the death star and in galen merrick's body he's dead he's lying on the ground and like vader's like wheezing and like he's all exposed and it's like Then he is now more powerful than ever. He was meant to root out the rebels. His sacrifice will really inspire them. But now we know who they are. I will hunt them down and destroy them. As you always intended, Master. He must be relentless, Lord Vader. If even a single rebel survives, this alliance that we have unwittingly created will be our undoing. It's such campy dialogue. Like because it's... the only thing that could beat Palpatine is Palpatine. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Like like Palpy's own scheme was kind of like unwittingly used against him. Again, that feels like the robot chicken sketch all over again. 
The idea that Palpatine, like, like imagine, like, I, I think Zanger could very easily imagine Seth MacFarlane, the Emperor, being like, Vader, Vader, come in here, I got it. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, yeah, like yes, my, yes, my master. It's like, I got it. I know how we're going to destroy the rebellion. Rebellion? We're going to create a rebellion to destroy the rebellion. But, but, but my lord. <laughs> we don't have a rebellion that we have to deal with, right? Exactly. <laughs> we'll create it to destroy it. Uh, 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 hold on, I, I got a call coming in. <laughs> he just runs out of there like, oh god, no, not again. But that's it's the separatists all over again. But that's essentially the plot of The Force Unleashed, it, isn't it? It really is. If you really want to boil it down, is Vader wanted an apprentice, the Emperor wanted to gather all of the people that didn't like him together in one room and laugh at them and try to kill them. And it all backfired in multiple people's faces. It's weird. I've never thought of it that way before, but it's like, oh. Like, I, I guess, like you said, it's kind of like the same thing that Palpy did during uh, the Clone War. It's like, oh, I'm going to sit there, like, stoke tensions amongst, like, planets and systems that don't want to be a part of the Republic. But at the same time, I'm going to create an army, like like a clone army. Like, I, it's never explained it was, what... He, he was trying to, like, just basically the way I sum that up is... He was trying to guarantee he was going to win no matter what. Oh, the Separatists are coming out on top. Guess I'm going to go lead them as the shadowy figure up the Republic's coming out on top. I'm going to go lead them as a shadowy figure. I don't think Palpy's plan was ever to take control from the Separatist side of things. I just I, don't think I so. I think that, I think in like the like far-flung, like, oh, sent in the fan... What do I do? I got it. Well, that's, well, that's one thing I got to give um, uh, the new Lucasfilm credit for is they are keeping like they aren't like over explaining like how much of Palpy's or they're, they're not over really want to do an episode. Sorry to interrupt. I really because it's on my mind right now. I'm like this. This is a whim of something that I will forget in a second. I really want to do an episode of us discussing the psych the psychology of Palpatine <laughs> and just all of the like harebrained schemes and stuff that was going on with him. Which that'd I'll be fun. to after after you're done with your thing though. That that'd be a fun idea for an episode. Like trying to discern how much of Palpy's plan is like ingenious. Or just like uh, comedy, totally freaking, of... yeah, comedy gold. If if you just comedy put it with a with a laugh track behind it, that's what I mean. Because like that's one thing I got to give them credit for is that like a lot of what Palpatine, like like stuff that happens during the Clone Wars, is it intentional on Palpatine's oh, no, I'm part? Talking about or like him as into the Emperor it? too. Oh. like 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 his whole up. Oh, the Empire's falling apart. Guess I better destroy everything. Like the, like the whole little red guard things that would show up and you know tell people all these things. like it's just like the most ludicrous crazy thing that just keeps going and like no one stopping that train. That sort of stuff doesn't bother me because I like we don't know a lot of what Palpy did during uh, the Civil War. Like we know like obviously something something rebellion something something the dark side, but like th that's the thing like Palpatine during the Galactic Civil War is kept very much in the dark. But Clone Wars is where he's really kind of on display. True. I want to do that episode though at some point of just like let's 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 get the craziest possible plans we could that he was trying to do. 
and look at them as like how like like is this is this like utter madness or is this like com- is this like genius level and we just don't understand? <laughs> yeah, I can go for that. Um, someone, someone, future someone take a note. Someone take note. Uh, I guess the last game that I want to uh, highlight that I wasn't even aware of until uh, looking into topics for this episode was a uh, Star Wars First Assault. Which apparently was supposed to be like the Star Wars equivalent of Call of Duty in like Battlefield, where you again it'd be team based Battlefront. Yeah, but no, I well different because like think about it. There aren't a lot of Star Wars what first person shooter games. They're like they're they're like meant to be like run and gun. Yeah, there isn't. It's something that would be nice. Weird as that sounds. (laughs) Yeah, I I I know you can play uh, Battlefront as first person or third third person perspective but to have kind of like a running gun star wars game i think would be i don't know different but it's just something a little bit of a, a little bit of variety just a tiny bit though just a tiny bit because like people I, again i think to gamers it's pretty obvious but like there is a like a nice difference between like a call of duty in a battlefield with battlefield like if you go run into the middle of like a match on battlefield in the middle you go and die like immediately because someone's either going to snipe you or just like you, you battlefield is a game mostly based around like outflanking your opponent call of duty is a game of just running around as fast as you can until you somebody shoots you yeah no camping in that game no it's not it's not as easy to camp in call of duty than, as it is in battlefield and uh but no going back to star wars uh first assault apparently what it was gonna be based off of was um most again, very similar to like Call of Duty. You have like most of the major Star Wars plants, like Hoth, Tatooine. Apparently, the Disney deal killed it as well. That's that's what Take I was able that. to tell. Yeah, according to uh, Wikipedia, it basically says was it was a multiplayer focused video game. The domain, which is currently empty, uh, empty, was registered by Lucasfilm. The trademark, uh, it's listed as an interactive entertainment software. This has in turn made several gaming sites such as GameSpy and IGN speculate that the then upcoming product was indeed LucasArts video game. Uh, Kotaku.com has speculated it would be a title for the Xbox 360 on the downloadable arcade and would feature gameplay similar to the Battlefront series. Uh, Concept art for the game featured conflicts of Rebel Troopers and Stormtroopers. Yeah, kind of, yeah, not really much information on it though, but interesting nonetheless. Some other games that were on our list that we didn't get to talk about were uh, Return of the Jedi Ewok Adventure for the Atari 2600. Yeah, I'm good on that one. <laughs> oh, man, Zanger, I think you would have wanted that game out of all of them. You, you get to ride a glider while fighting stormtroopers. What else could you ask for? There's so many 8-bit. <laughs> um, uh, there, was Star, there was a project called Vernost, which was going to be about... Uh, Fights between X-Wings and TIE Fighters over the resources of a planet, very similar to the simulator games of TIE Fighter and X-Wing. Uh, one game that we did not even reference at all in this was a Star Wars Jedi Knight series. We didn't mention any of those. Because they're good? Well, I, I, I never played any of those. I think I have number two, but I never got around the planet. I've never been a big Kyle Katarn fan, so... Uh, apparently, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Knight 3, Brink of Darkness, was in development... Uh, but Lucasfilm decided to shut it down because they didn't want to focus on Kyle Katarn as the face of Star Wars. He's too edgy. Well, Kyle could, I, I guess we could do another whole episode on Kyle Katarn, but that's another character that's in a really weird spot right now. 
after what happened during Rogue One. We have Knights of the Old Republic 3, which was put on hold and basically replaced with the MMORPG, the Old Republic. Uh, there's Dark Squadron, which is essentially kind of like a bad guy version of Rogue Squadron. Yeah. There, there's the Chewbacca game, which was apparently about the backstory yeah. of Chewbacca as a bounty hunter. Uh, up until when he meets Han Solo, LucasArts apparently approved its development, but Lucas actually shut the game down because he didn't want a side character as the focal point of a video game. Wait. Wait. <laughs> oh, God dang it, I gotta do this again. <laughs> okay, set in the scene, boardroom, once again, Lucas is sitting there in the same chair the Emperor sits in in, um, in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> And for some reason, there, there's a window behind him, too. I just accidentally smacked the living crap out of my mic. Um, there's a window behind him, too. But it's not of the outside. It's of, you know, Star Destroyers and TIE Fighters <laughs> flying by somehow. I don't, I don't know. It's probably like a giant TV or something. <laughs> and um, No, and- it's actually toys. He has employees in the background. <laughs> like Star Destroyer toys on, like, fishing line. And fishing <laughs> poles. Just Perfect. dangling. <laughs> Perfect. And um, he's like, oh, so, so what, what kind of ideas do we got today? And someone else speaks up, not Idea Zinger. Someone else speaks up and goes, oh, we got a, we got a game we want to put in the, you know, fast track on development. It's a story about Chewbacca, you know, everyone's favorite Wookiee, as um, a bounty hunter before he met Solo. Pretty, pretty cool, right, George? George gets up from his um, chair, walks over, stares out. Looks at the toys, <laughs> smiles, and goes, I, I, I don't think it's necessary for us to do anything on any more, any of these side characters. Idea Zinger sits there and goes, tapping on side characters. Chewbacca's kind of like a main character, George. It's everyone's favorite Wookiee. So again, everyone scoots back away from him. <laughs> Luke, Lucas goes, yeah, everyone's favorite side character. Snaps his fingers. Two guys dressed in gunk and outfits come in, grab him, and pull him out of the room. <laughs> I, I was about to ask, like, how long does Pitchman Zenger survive at the company until he just disappears one afternoon? <laughs> I think we just witnessed it. Oh my god! Um, apparently not. Apparently not a good one to survive in the Lucas pitch room. No. I like the idea of Lucas sitting in the Emperor's throne room chairs. He's pitched ideas. I like that. <laughs> just, and it's just like, everyone's just sitting there just like clapping every time he makes a statement. But yeah, I, I, I would probably, as a person, actually say the same thing to him. Be like, wait, wait a second. Side character? Since when? <laughs> well, I remember back during like the, the hype and like the build-up to the, the Force Unleashed, there was some like Okay, like promotional video, like like behind the scenes, like the road to the Force Unleashed, and they were talking about like how the game like came into existence, and they're like, oh, like back in two thousand like four or five, Lucas like asked a bunch of us to like pitch our ideas for video games, 
and like like oh one person had an idea about this but it didn't really work out another person had this idea but it didn't really uh work under scrutiny then it's like uh lucas then lucas came in like saying oh i want a character that like that like the the the, the gamer or the the viewer can really latch on to in their story and the very next game was a chewbacca game and lucas was like guys i just told you i wanted a character people could understand so like it's i'm not sure if that's the same meeting that's a real interview i have to go find if, if i can find the interview i will insert the clip here we would go and we would just watch the movies and then get back together and say, okay, what types of characters did we like? What types of things really resonated for us? What are the things that were referenced that haven't been explored yet that we want to explore? So it was actually, we didn't have a shortage of ideas. It was whittling down to the right idea, ranging from a, a Wookiee uh, freedom fighter. We looked at games centered around some of the main characters, so a Darth Maul game, for example. Some, some we were more intrigued with than others. But nonetheless, we really wanted to get input from George. He laid out that there were things that you had to hit uh, in a Star Wars story, that you had to have adventure, that you had to have humor. And then we show him the next the next presentation is this Wookiee game, and he looks at it and he goes, so I just spent 45 minutes talking to you about the importance of drama, and you present me a game concept where the main character doesn't talk? So he, he wasn't a big fan of the Wookiee game. I wonder if that exact like interaction that's described in that like promo video is the one that like that's on like the website like wikipedia and stuff about the chewbacca game where like lucas apparently just did not like the idea of chewbacca being in charge of a video game i i just don't get why everyone's so on about this chewbacca guy i wonder <laughs> if an idea of a chewbacca centric game was shot down because of the holiday special <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I, no, I'm being 100% serious. I wonder if, like, the idea of having, like, the main character... You, call, you, you know you just growl. completely changed my, my whole dramatic to act out thing to where there has to be a substantially different part now. Oh, jeez. Instead of, instead of like, like Luke, when, when Lucas lo looks out the window, you just hear him, you, you just hear sounds of the, the um, holiday special, like, going off, but it's, like, something he can hear in his head, like, just... <laughs> <laughs> terrible memories and then he just still does the laugh and he's like Haha, side character and snaps his finger and this thing still happens the same <laughs> <laughs> somebody like in, in the room is like saying why does he keep snapping his fingers <laughs> every time he does it one of us disappears how do they know which one to take uh, yeah, according to Wikipedia, an otherwise untitled game was to be made by LucasArts and Factor 5. The game was starred the Wookiee Chewbacca is the mercenary and would have been set after Episode 3. However, it was canceled under Lucas's order. The game was also another reason why uh, another game made by Factor 5, Star Wars Dark Squadron, uh, was canceled as well. Not a good day to work at Factor 5. No, Lucas apparently had a, a vendetta against them at one point. Just uh, oh god, dang it! Why do you keep making me do this? <laughs> Go on, the, fi the, the final meeting, they're like sitting there. It's like you, you, what, what, George? We're we're trying to we're trying to get there for you. I know. I I just don't understand why why you just won't let us at least you know let one of these games you know start development or do something. Ah, it's strange. It's like you guys tried to make a minor character into a major character. Are you still upset about the? About the Wookiee thing? I don't know. Am I? <laughs> Snaps his fingers. Gungans come in and just take everyone. <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern here. <laughs> Except for Pitchman Zinger. And he's like, I, I kept my mouth shut this time. Yeah, you did. And now you're fired. What? So many pink slips that day. <laughs> so many. 
All righty, Sanger. Anything else you have to say about canceled Star Wars games? Or I don't sure know. I'm pretty sure I'm going to scream about another one soon. Which which one? You, oh, I, well, I'm just saying it's 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 not a matter of if it's a matter of when they cancel another game. So, Zenger, I like to imagine at the end of this little scenario you've been pitching us for the last uh, how minutes. many? A little longer than that. Was it like come October, like 2012? Everybody's like, "Oh man, as you hear Lucas like Lucas is is leaving the company. Oh man, maybe none of our games will be canceled now." And then slowly, someone comes in wearing an EA shirt. It's like, "Hello, gentlemen," and we're very excited to work with you. <laughs> I hope you're excited to work with us. <laughs> that literally happens. So then they all start laughing. The people who work there, and he's like, "No, not you. This one's for me." I, I like that's how it ends basically. EA just laughing. Just a montage of cancel, like games going by with a canceled stamp hitting them. It, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, there's like some like kid like in a GameStop or a Best Buy <laughs> trying to buy a game, and some guy like in EA suit comes by like like and swipes it at the guy's like the little kid's hand like runs away with it. But mommy, I bought that game. Sorry, kid. Canceled. Some guy in a suit just like starts jogging, like leaps over like the parking garage railing. Oh no! And then the better thing is in in a different world where where microtransactions were allowed to take place. It's like, yes, I got the new battle. For- Who are you? It's just some guy in the a suit going. Here, it's your new controller. This is just a credit card machine. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the POS system. You yeah. swiping. Enjoy leveling up. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, sir. Thanks. What a weirdo. That's good. Oh boy, it's been uh, a while since since I've had the weird interludes of me having my imaginary <laughs> alternate lives of Zinger. Oh yeah, we haven't had it. We haven't had a ruling from. Uh, okay, let's find this out. Uh, Judge Zinger. Oh, hold uh, on. on Paging Judge Zinger. Paging. Hold on. Hold on. The people versus uh, George. Yeah. Lee- EA and George Lucas, uh, Judge Zanger presiding over the Knights of Vader court, Honorable Judge Zanger, who has uh, committed the most egregious offenses on canceling Star Wars games, EA or Jorge Lucas? I'm going to rule with a third party, uh, uh, Disney, but EA, I got my eye on you. Are you going to bang your gavel? I'm going to throw it at him. <laughs> Case closed? Case closed. Okay. Oh wait, hold on. No, 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 no. I, I gotta do the EA. I don't want to see you in the this my chambers anymore. You go out and be a good game studio and don't charge people for stuff. And you know, just put out a good game that's complete. Everyone in the in the auditorium laughs because they know that that's not going to happen. Zenger, they can't they can't put out a good game if it's canceled before it's finally out. I. Huh. Zenger, <laughs> think think of it this way: you can't release something incomplete if it's canceled dang right dang right all right so concludes this episode of the knights of vader a star wars podcast check out our facebook group type in knights of vader in the facebook and chances are you will find it find us on instagram at kov podcast if you like what you hear please rate review and subscribe to us on itunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on thank you to an inferiority complex for providing our theme song check out the show notes to hear more from them for questions comments concerns or snipe remarks contact me zach on twitter at cinemodities 
come hear me talk about movies on the Cinemonities podcast, where this week we're actually having an interview with two people over a YouTube documentary short where uh, two guys snuck onto the Horizons ride at Epcot. It's a fantastic interview, all sorts of Disney theme park trivia, uh, just seeping, oozing out of the episode, some Star Wars stuff as well. Uh, if you are a Star Wars or a Disney theme park fan, the slightest, you will definitely appreciate that conversation. And Zenger, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me yelling about nerdy stuff every, well, <laughs> nerdier stuff every week over on my podcast, Zingness. Like Dragon Ball and Transformers. Yes. And we'll be starting our Indiana Jones um, stuff soon. Whoa. Very soon. But Zenger, when are the Zengies? Um, as usual, undetermined. <laughs> to be announced? Yes, to be announced. Or just, maybe they already happened. Who knows? Oh, yeah, my favorite award show. My my most hated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Also, right. I, 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 before we go, I'd like to say a congratulations to Porg Knight for being a Porg Dad. Yes! Oh, I, thank you, Zenger. I wanted to bring this up as well. Uh, our friend of the show, the OG Knights of Vader fan, Pork Knight, and his wife recently had a baby. And we'd like to wish them congratulations. Remember, Pork Knight, if you show your child the holiday special, it's never too early to expose a child to the holiday special. And we, there is a mug in I have you. not experimented with that with Quinn yet. That's a no, Zenger. Your child's too old. It's abuse. She'll know. She can. She can point to. This is in therapy years from now. She can that point was to the moment. moment. That was the moment. Daddy stopped loving me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But um, in honor for uh, Pork Knight and him having a, a baby, I think Zenger and I would like to do uh, a rendition of Baby Shark, but replacing the word shark with pork. Um, Zenger, do you, you want to do? Do you want to do the do 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 part, and I'll do the baby pork part, or the I'll do the do do do. All right, because I, I I don't think I can mentally handle the other part. <laughs> All right, and a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. Baby Porg. Baby Porg. Baby Porg. Baby Porg. Mommy Porg. Mommy Porg. Mommy Porg. Mommy Porg. Daddy Porg. Daddy Porg. Daddy Pork. Na 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 na. Daddy Pork. Na 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 na. Grandma 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 Pork. Na 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 na. Grandpa 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 Porg. All right. All righty, everybody. Oh, God, it's over. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. (laughs) You won't after hearing that. Bye. Bye. (laughs)